You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorff, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. And you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So turn those notifications on, leave a like, review, rating, whatever you do helps us out. Uh, on this episode, we're going to recap the back-to-back game. The, the two back-to-back games uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, first game was the in-season tournament, second one of the year for us against the Hornets. Uh, and then in the second half of the episode, we're going to talk about tonight's uh, electric win against the Mavericks. Um, but to start, Bucks beat the Hornets, blow out the Hornets, second game in a row, uh, 130 to 99. Damian Lillard is starting to get his legs under him, as he likes to say, Hirsch. Uh, nine of 18 from the field, five of 10 from three. He's looked great. Malik Beasley had, you know, a little two-game tear. Giannis took a step back, but overall, I mean, the team looked great, Hirsch. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny because, you know, going into these last two blowouts that we had, you were kind of predicting blowouts, and then, you know, the two games that you didn't necessarily predict blowouts in, um, the Bucs do blow them out. But, yeah, no, nice to see that the Bucs, you know, take care of business with a team that, you know, both of us said that, you know, the Bucs relatively should be able to destroy. Um, And, you know, we did do that. Um, You know, a 31-point win, obviously something that you love to see, especially because, you know, the the main guys don't need to play a significant amount of minutes, at least, um, in a a game like that. But, you know, also the in-season tournament brings a different facet to it because, you know, 
like Steve Clifford got got pissed at uh you know the Bucks for leaving their starters in, but you know there is something to be there for uh for the point differential. I'm pretty sure that that has to do with you know your tiebreaker and your seating going into the uh, in season tournament playoffs. So it it does yeah, it kind of does. absolutely. Yeah, it, so it definitely incentivizes the teams to, you know, keep keep their guys in and try to run up the score a little bit. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was, like, disrespectful or anything. I think that's kind of just the name of the game uh, yeah, we, for the tournament. Yeah, and well, we saw that in, like, a Sixers game, too, where Embiid hit, like, a last-second shot, uh, and, you know, the other team was really mad about it, but it's, like, like that's just, like, how they're – like, that's the tiebreaker. It's the score differential. Uh, Bucks actually are in first place in their group, fun fact with a uh with the score differential forget what other team is two and oh but um yeah so we have the highest score differential which would give us the number one spot however it's the top two teams in each group that make it to the uh actual tournament rounds so bucks just need to keep doing what they're doing in these tournament games they've looked pretty good in both so far hirsch yeah and honestly like for me i know like a lot of people were you know a little weirded out by the thought of having an in-season tournament in the nba uh, but for me, at least so far, you know, it's been pretty exciting uh, to say the least. I know a lot of people don't like the courts and the jerseys, but I at least think that it provides, you know, a, a unique aspect to these games and makes them. I feel like the players, you know, there's a little bit more fight there, at least, you know, for, for the younger guys to be able to maybe double their salary. Because, you know, I list, I heard in Dame's uh, one of Dame's pressers, he was talking about, you know, even if it's not for a guy like, you know, him or Giannis, who's making, you know, well over $40 million a year and they don't really need 500 K, um, you know, for the coaches and for the guys on the two way contracts, uh, even some of the younger guys trying to prove themselves, you know, it, it matters to them. And so I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of these veteran players still step up and try to earn that, you know, a little extra bit for their, for their uh, players. But yeah, I'm I'm honestly kind of excited about the whole in-season tournament thing and, you know, hopefully the Bucks make it to the elimination rounds, but I think it's going to be super exciting regardless and so far, you know, through at least a couple of weeks of it, um I'm happy with it. Yeah, I guess dude, the only thing that I I was talking to this with my brother, we were like why don't they bring back the uh, NBA Finals logo on the court in the finals games, right? But then they change up the court color and everything for this in-season tournament. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was like interesting to me. But back to the actual game itself, um, let's talk about the Hornets really quick. Uh, we did a pretty good job overall. I mean, we did a great job defensively outside of LaMelo Ball. He had 37. Granted, it wasn't on great efficiency. I think he was like 12 of 28 from the field, but... I mean, 37 is 37. He was generating plays for everyone, uh, including himself. He did have six turnovers, though. So, I mean, I thought, I mean, D from a defensive, you know, point of view, I thought the Bucs actually did a really good job locking up these Hornets players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, missing Terry Rozier might have something to do with that. I know, you know, he's a pretty big facet of what the Hornets like to do on offense, and he's kind of their, you know, secondary ball handler and the guy who, you know, gets those buckets for them. But yeah, I mean, Brooke with another huge defensive performance, you know, six blocks, he was sending out, sending away everything down there. Um, you know, also one thing I love to harp on um, is the importance of rebounding. And, you know, we won that rebound battle against uh, the Hornets. And, you know, we also held them to really poor shooting night from three. I mean, six of 26 from three. It's tough. It's going to be tough to win any game like that. And, you know, we held them under 100 because of it. So uh yeah defense wise i think you know it was a great game overall for the box 
Yeah, I mean, they just they just got to keep winning these in-season tournament games, and they're, they're going to keep getting better. I mean, we've seen it. They are on fire right now, winning four games in a row. But, I mean, you're just starting to see everything, like, start to click with this team. Damian Lillard is finding his shot. You know, Giannis and, you know, Dame are finding that pick-and-roll chemistry. We're starting to see them really, really, like, go to that when they need to. Guys like Pat Connington is starting to, you know, step up as I've been kind of preaching. He's he's Pat Connington. We know what he is. He'll he'll step up eventually. And he's, he did it. So, um, yeah, and it's just uh, it's really nice to see that this Bucks team is showing that like heat next man up mentality where we kind of caught a little injury bug early in the season. But guys like uh, Pat Connington, Malik Beasley are stepping up in their absence, you know, giving us 30 point games, clutch threes to close out games. So it's just great to see that from this team at this point in the year, especially after everyone was super concerned with how we were looking on both sides of the floor. But I just, it's really nice to see this team click. Definitely. I think, you know, after a rough, rough run Rocky start, um, you know, four games in a row win streak is definitely, you know, a good thing to see. Um, we're going to take a quick bra- break and, you know, talk about, uh, the Bucks victory over the Mavericks tonight. Uh, it was a pretty big win, crazy game down to the wire. So we'll be right back and cover all of that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back on the Boxing Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, and we're going to recap the second game of the back to back. Bucks squeak out a victory over the Mavericks, 132 to 125. Uh, you know, Steve, just winning both of these back to back games, I think, is, you know, pretty impressive here, um, especially against a team, you know, like the Mavericks, who, you know, were off to a really hot start. I think they were nine and three or nine and four coming into this game. So, one of the better teams in the Western Conference. And, you know, also, in my opinion, one of the scariest matchups for this Bucs team, uh, especially from what we've seen perimeter defense-wise throughout the first, you know, 10 or so games here. Um, So, yeah, overall, super happy that we won this game. We were able to squeak it out. Uh, You know, a vintage Giannis performance, you could say. uh, 40 points on 18 of 26 shooting. He did take three threes, but he made one. Um, Obviously, you guys are you guys all know me and Steve's thoughts on you know Giannis shooting threes, but you know Dame with another great game. You know I, this team is really starting to put it together, and and you can kind of see it, you know, especially chemistry wise with you know our two superstars and Dame and Giannis. And you know we we were kind of waiting to see a game like this where both of them would have great games at the same time, um, and and it happened. So you know great to see. I definitely hope we can see it more, but. Yeah, Steve, overall, what what were your kind of thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, super electric. I mean, it, 
was a very exciting game. I know early on it looked a little rough and then we bring it, we tied up at half and then Kyrie Irving explodes for 18 in the third. And it looked like it was pretty much over for the box, but this team has a lot of fight in them. And we, we, we talked about that all year. This team shows a lot of fight, especially, you know, when they're down big, like they, they don't give up and that's a sign of a great team. But uh, with Dame specifically, he uh, told AG that, you know, in his, in his uh, entire career, he had played the uh, whole first quarter to just basically get comfortable with, you know, the, the defense that the teams were throwing at him, getting used to the coverages and whatnot. So he, Adrian Griffin listens to his players. He's a man of the people. And I think that's a great quality for a coach to have. Uh, we This is like now the second obvious time where he, we've seen him listen to his players when they say like, hey, like I'm more comfortable doing this. We think we're going to be a better team if we do it this way. And he listens and it works out. So it's great to see AG, you know, have that kind of trust in his players, especially guys like Dame, someone who just got here. So it just really helps. You know, we talk about this chemistry, but it really helps everyone get settled in and just build that trust throughout the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, super, super exciting to see Damon and Giannis combined for 67 first game where they both went off together, but Andre Jackson, Hirsch, he gets his second start of the year, uh, second start of his career. He played 16 minutes. Um, definitely struggled today, I'd say, but again, like he was guarding his, his matchup was Luca. So who, who really is going to stop Luca? I mean, he's arguably a top three player in the NBA. So I thought, he struggled tonight, but Andre Jackson has still shown a lot of promise. And I th- I think as someone who's going to be a very valuable role player at some point for this team. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to look promising every game. Uh, you know, obviously people are, you know, going to struggle. And especially like you mentioned, when you're, when you're playing against, you know, someone as dominant as Luka Doncic, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a difficult matchup. Uh, just to touch on, you know, AG's growth, though, and, you know, Damian Lillard playing that whole first quarter, I think it's really, you know, important and, you know, a good thing to touch on uh, for AG is that, you know, having a rookie head coach and having, you know, one of the oldest rosters in the league, um, I you know, I think that's a good mixture, especially when, you know, like you mentioned, a guy like Damian Lillard, a guys like Brooke Lopez, uh, guys like Giannis even, guys who have, you know, been in this league a long time, they 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 know what to do. Uh, they know what they want to react to. And, and the fact that he's even, you know, willing to listen, uh, not trying to implement his system on them, but trying to incorporate, you know, a system to build around them, I think is, you know, I think is is good to see. And I honestly, I mean, I've seen a lot on the Internet, you know, especially within, you know, the first you know couple weeks of the season about, you know, maybe a November firing for AG and all that. I just think that is absolute garbage. Um, there's no reason for any of that, you know, narrative to even be out there. Uh, this guy hasn't even had 20 games as a head coach yet. And, you know, he already has his team at sitting at eight and four, uh, nine, and he, not nine and four after tonight. So yeah, nine, nine and four after tonight, you know, one of the better teams in the Eastern conference. And, you know, he's trying to figure out all these different, you know, different types of players, different styles, the chemistry, as well as, you know, having all these different guys, egos. Um, as much as, you know, Dame and Giannis are selfless players, you know, they're still going to be out there trying to get their shots. They know how good they are. And, you know, that's still an ego that you have to kind of manage in the locker room, even if it's not, you know, a boisterous one. But, you know, Steve, I think we need to definitely touch on Pat Connington tonight. I mean, the guy the guy was unbelievable, uh, especially, you know, kind of filling in for that Jay Crowder role. 
Um, I know you kind of wanted to touch on him, you know, kind of being that cl- that like weird role player closer for us. You I mean he played 21 minutes, like he played the last 21 minutes of the game. So, you know, I think Pat Connington tonight just being a hero, I think, you know, that that's the kind of th- stuff we're going to need, especially, you know, from our role players um, in, in these tight games, especially when a guy like Malik Beasley returns to earth. You know, he he had been that guy for us. And, you know, he he didn't have a night, especially from the field, um, three of nine from the field, only with seven points. So Pat Connington tonight, I know that's your guy. And, you know, I was really, really happy to see that. Yeah, absolutely love like Pat Connington. I mean, he's just like the epitome of a great role player. He he hustles. He, he makes shots. He's like a jack of all trades. He can play defense. He can grab rebounds. He just does it all. Just having guys like that are so valuable. Not to mention, like, we all know about how, like, he – kind of helped recruit Dame to Milwaukee. So it's just, just having a guy like Pat Connington on your roster is just something you can't take for granted. I mean, I love to reference his uh, 40%, you know, three-point percentage in the uh, uh, finals run we had. He was our best three-point shooter in that finals run. So this is a guy that we know can be clutch. He showed that tonight. Speaking of clutch, though, this Bucks team in general has been really good in the clutch. And I think, you know, a lot of that goes on to the personnel we have. But you know, touching on AG, bro, like he we're fourth in offensive clutch rating and fourth in defensive uh, clutch rating. So this team puts like they put it together when it matters most. And I think, you know, that's a lot to be said about AG, a lot to be said about the players we have on this roster. I mean, overall, I'm really, really thrilled with what I'm seeing right now. I, I predicted this team would look like a roller coaster for the first 20, 30, 40 even games, maybe, but we're 13 games in and it's starting to really look like it's clicking, but I get it. We're on a little bit of a hot streak. I don't want to get, you know, too excited because, you know, these are very small sample size worth of games, but I mean, Hirsch, just where are you at with how, where this team has played these last four games? Is this kind of what you're expecting this Bucks team to look like moving forward? I mean, definitely I would, I would have, you know, expected kind of what we've seen, especially, you know, in the last, yeah, I would say the last, you know, four games here. Um, that's kind of what I was expecting, you know, the Bucks to start out as. I mean, that might not have been a realistic, realistic expectation, you know, looking back on it, but that's kind of what that's kind of what my were uh, my expectations were uh, going into the season. But you know, even seeing them put it together now, like it, it's it's beautiful. Um, you know, you love to see it. They they do look like a true championship contender. And uh, just to you know, kind of screw Bill Simmons here, I I, I just. What he was saying earlier on in the season, I think, was just atrocious. He he said that the Bucs would never be able to, you know, kind of return from, you know, their championship ways and, you know, that the Dame trade was bad. I, I've been seeing all these different crazy narratives out there on the Internet. Um, I think all these people just need to relax. I think this Bucs team, you know, has it and they're going to be they're going to put it together, especially with two guys like Damian Lillard and. You know, Giannis, they're 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 out of this world players. I mean, they're they are true superstars in this league. Um, but you know, one thing that that does still, you know, kind of concern me is this perimeter defense. Um, and you know, tonight it was a huge problem. Uh, like you mentioned going into this game, though. I mean, Luca and Kyrie could be considered, you know, probably one of the better backcourts in the league, if not the best. Uh, but Luca tonight, you know, he almost had a triple double, 35 points, nine boards, and nine assists. Kyrie Irving as well with, you know, 39 points, four rebounds and six assists. Uh, obviously, you know, with these two guys, they're going to have a high rated offense, but they have the second highest rated offense in the league. 
uh, and they were coming off of two nights rest. So, you know, to see the Bucks come away with this win, especially on a back-to-back, second night of a back-to-back, uh, extremely impressive. Um, but another problem that we continue to see is, you know, we're giving up too many pos- uh, second possessions, too many offensive rebounds. Um, you know, they're going to have to put something together uh, coaching-wise or, you know, adjustments, scheme, something to, you know, kind of crash those offensive boards. But otherwise, I mean, I think, you know, this four-game win streak really is showing that, you know, this team is here to stay. Um, and, you know, these guys are going to put it together. And it's crazy to see that, like, and it's crazy to know that, like, they're going to be better than they are right now. Um, and it's really only getting started. I mean, this is just only the beginning. It only gets better from here. So, you know, I think that's kind of where the optimism lies on this box team, Steve. Absolutely. I mean, we're 13 games in and we look like a team that's playing in February. So, I mean, at least the last four games we have. So if this continues, I mean, which I think it will, we're going to talk, you know, talk about the upcoming game on Monday against the Wizards. So if we can, you know, continue this win streak, make it five, six, seven, uh, the, the sky is the limit for this team. I mean, you've got a top two point guard, top three point guard in the entire NBA. You have the best power forward, arguably the best player in the whole NBA. And then you also combine that with one of the deepest and best benches in the entire league and just role players in general, guys like Brooke, Chris. So this team, this team is going to be a problem in the East. I think that, you know, us Bucks fans were getting a little too jumpy with, you know, the, the roller coaster Rocky start that we had, but Things are clicking. I mean, we're seeing it. The offense is is really, really starting to show. I mean, Giannis has 40 points. Dame has 27 points. This team will be fine. Defensively, offensive boards, we've got to figure that out. I totally agree with you. I mean, that's definitely the two, probably the only two concerns I have right now outside of getting healthy. But yeah, offensive boards and just that perimeter defense, maybe, again, we keep trying to, you know, harp harping on putting Malik Beasley on the bench. And I think that's that role is best suited for him. He's best when he can be a primary scorer, not playing with Dame. That's what I think personally, but at least on the Malik Beasley front. Definitely. I mean, I think the Bucs, you know, have a good chance to, you know, turn this four game win streak into five as well. Um, you know, with the wizards coming up here, but um, yeah, so the wizards, you know, on Monday, they're two and ten. So one of the one of the worst teams in the league so far this year. Um, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are their main contributors. I mean, this might be another game where we see, you know, Malik Beasley go off. Um, but you know, he's definitely more of a guy who's like I, I, I think he's just I think he's showing us, you know, that he's just a shooter. I mean, he's a scorer and and that's what he's been throughout his career. I the whole, you know, preseason thing about him being a defensive stopper, I, I don't see it, but I guess, you know, Monday night would be that, you know, that time to see if, you know, he can shut down a guy like Jordan Poole, who is my my guess is that that's, that's what the matchup will be um, with Malik Beasley on a guy like Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole's had a really, really tough start to the year. I mean, I think he's averaging like 16 points when the majority of people going into the season thought he was a shoe-in for at least 20-plus, um, especially being a lead guard on a team that's, you know, pretty much tanking this season. So uh, I guess we'll see Malik Beasley again in kind of that defensive stopper role. But yeah, I just agree. I agree with you. I think, you know, him at least either coming off the bench or or just, you know, not not at least having that number one defensive assignment 
Uh, I mean, even if he's in the starting lineup with a guy like Jay Crowder on a night that Chris Middleton, so, you know, not playing, like, I think that's fine, but we need Jay Crowder back uh, to, you know, kind of have that assignment, at least defensively, um, you know, and Jay Crowder would be nice also in this game on Monday against a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who's averaging 23 points per game. Uh, he's, you know, they're also their other uh, contributor, but I, I don't think the Bucs are going to have any problems with the Wizards. I, this might be another, you know, Hornets type game where it's, you know, a 30 point blowout that, that that's what my prediction would be. But yeah, Steve, what's your take on, you know, the Wizards game on Monday night? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be boring or anything and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to copy you, but I mean, yeah, I just, if they keep playing the way that they have been playing in these last four games, they're going to win by 30 points. Like that's just what's going to happen. I mean, uh, I expect them to keep playing this way. I mean, it just, it seems like the confidence is there. The chemistry is growing. We keep talking about how it's, it's starting to click. So yeah, I mean, the wizards are two and 10. So, I mean, yeah, I think we should have no problem blowing these guys out. 20 plus point victory. I'd love to see it. Um, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxin6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorf, and let's go Bucks!